All right, everyone, welcome to the episode that is number seven of Remote Players Nerdcast. I am Phoenix, your co-host, along with Ben McClonk. Oh, Wimby, we shouldn't do the last names, I guess. I know it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to stalk me, go ahead. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> Everyone stalks you like this guy buys games, I guess. Cool. Yeah, this guy <laughs> buys games and sometimes he posts stuff about wrestling. Not very interesting. <laughs> I, I would I vote in favor of leaving all of this in. <laughs> all right, I'll keep it in. Uh pause. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, episode seven is off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Just going to roll with this. Um, yeah. I, like I, had, I had a special thing in the notes here for the shout out to the uh, people that are listening in Brazil and Serbia. I don't know if those are hackers or. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing so far. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Serbians. <laughs> what was the other place? Brazil. <laughs> Brazil and Serbia. We appreciate your listenership. And uh, I did not see that in the notes. Is that a, is it, or is that in your personal notes? Oh, no, I see it. There it is. Yeah. All right. Wow. All yeah, right. So, I was looking at uh, demographics or whatever today, and I was just like, what? Like Brazil and Serbia? Okay. So what we want to do is we want to build those listenerships so when COVID is over, we can do a live recording from countries where we can't speak the language. Right. I mean, Portuguese sounds pretty tough to learn, so. It does. I don't know that Serbian <laughs> is much easier, or I guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the proper language there. Is it Serbian? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> We're, we are two hours or two minutes and 21 seconds into episode six, seven. Six, seven, yes, seven. And if you can't tell, this is not our recording day that we normally record on. <laughs> we are not fully prepared, but because of the weather and everything, we're recording early. So, right, <clears throat> someone is vaguely amused by our shortcomings so far. <laughs> well, um, I guess we can roll into our uh, first first topic, which is games we are playing. And we can start with you whenever you're ready, man. Yeah, I'm good. So <clears throat> I um, I haven't played that much since we last recorded, but uh, I've been playing, I have it in our notes a very specific way, but uh, I picked up my PSP. Um, actually, I also mentioned to Phoenix, I got another PSP that I'm waiting to come in the mail right now from eBay. Um, but I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, the War of the Lion, I think is what it's called, the War of the Lions. Um on the PSP, which is just, you know, like, I, I, have you played any of the tactics games before for Final Fantasy? Uh, I played the first one on PlayStation 1. Yeah. Yeah, good. I like them. I mean, they're they're real good. They're real well done. I mean, there's very few things, Final Fantasy, that I don't enjoy. And this one I kind of just picked up. Um, actually, for whatever reason, and I think it's just an oversight or because I'm, I'm an idiot, uh, I have two copies of this for PSP. And... Um, which I was going to mention on this episode, if you're a PSP gamer and you happen to be interested in a copy of Final Fantasy, the War of the Lions, you can hit me up on Instagram at uh, flatcapgamingig. Send me uh, a DM. I'll mail it to you for free if you're interested because I don't want it. And uh, I don't know that Phoenix is ever going to get a PSP without his wife killing him. So Yeah, I probably um, shouldn't. <laughs> 
you probably should, but you probably won't. Yeah. Should is the right word. If I want to keep breathing, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) Um, And actually, I'm going to I'm going to call an audible um, because I've also been playing (laughs) the, the dumbest fucking game on my phone. I've been playing a game called Just Mowing, um, <laughs> which I've mentioned briefly to Phoenix. Here's how this text message went. I don't know if you even remember this, but we were like talking like a week or two ago and I sent a text message to Phoenix and I'm like, I've been playing this weird lawn mowing game on my phone. The next message that I get does not acknowledge the lawn mowing game whatsoever and goes straight into whatever we're going to talk about next. Dude, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I said, and well, but and you know, like take take into consideration. Sometimes you and I are rapid fire text messaging, so like some stuff can kind of get like lost in the shuffle. But this game is like, there's nothing to it. Like you're you're like this little dude on a on a riding lawnmower and you're mowing lawns. It's not challenging. There's no puzzles. It's literally like great for my anxiety. And you like collect butterflies and cats and and birds uh, as they fly by. And like, there's a, there, there, there's like a pay mechanic where like you get toolboxes to unlock like new seats and new hats, which by the <laughs> way, my lawnmower dude has a flat cap on right now. So that came to its demographic on that one. Um, but you don't, you don't have to pay anything for it. There's, there's no ads. There's an option. Like, you know, if you want to get in-game currency and you don't want to pay for it, you can run ads to get them. But um, it's, there's nothing to it. Like, <clears throat> To be clear, I have played this game for probably three or four hours over the last three or four weeks. It's a disappointingly high amount of time to be playing this nothing <laughs> game. But and and to be even clearer, I don't recommend anybody listening to this episode download it. But <laughs> but I sure do enjoy it for whatever fucking reason. And, and have it a couple times a day, uh, sometimes for far too long. I will say, um, and if anybody happened to check it out. Phoenix and I recorded uh, Gaming with Anxiety last week, and it got its most listens ever. Uh, it is good for anxiety, and that's probably why I first started playing it was just mindless without being challenged or getting frustrated. Right. Um, it's literally just like you swipe the direction you want the lawnmower to go, you mow the lawn, and when it's finished, you move on to the next lawn. It's not, there's nothing to it. Um, and that, uh, and I haven't been playing Splatoon 2 for whatever reason, so... Um, I bought a couple games that I'm planning to get to when we finish recording this episode. But uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, it's been a little bit of Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions, uh, probably like less than two hours. I've still kind of like been doing, you know, like a lot of that was tutorial. Um, That's the one thing that bugs me about those type of games. And it's not the game's fault. But like if you're a gamer like you or I, you don't need a tutorial on how to play like a... uh, a, a turn-based strategy game. Right. Um, Especially tactics, because they all have the same kind yeah. of mechanic, usually. Like, it's like getting the, um, it's like Fire Emblem. You know, like, the, the actual right. battlefield of Fire Emblem. If you've played any of the older ones, uh, except maybe the first one, which is just, you know, it's like that, it's like Dragon Quest, like when I talked about the last episode, there's no direction, it doesn't really tell you what to do. But, um... Mm-hmm. That's the, I mean, that's been the bummer about playing this tactics game is it's, it's a pretty decent tutorial to teach you how to play. And I'm just kind of like, you know, there's no skip option. Um, so you're kind of like in it until you, you get through it. But uh, <clears throat> for whatever reason, in the last month or two or since around Christmas, 
have really been into my PSP. Um, I actually, I have two PSPs. I have the, 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 the piano black original PSP 1000 or 1001. It might not be the first model. And I have a special edition slim white Darth Vader um, PSP. Oh, right. I remember that. But the problem with that one is like it's it charges fine. The battery's fine. The battery door with Darth Vader's face is broken. Um, like it'll kind of click into place, but it pops off really easily. So it's not really for taking out or playing anymore. Um, Dang, that's I'm annoying. Not, I'm not really sure. Yeah, and I'm not really sure what the issue with it is. Like, it, it might be that the battery doesn't fit quite right, and like <clears throat> you can't even you can't even like uh, tape it down because the uh, <laughs> I tried taping it down, and if you tape it on either edge, it blocks like the UMD door from popping open to put a disc in. That's um, right. So there's no, there's like no way, like, I, I guess I could try buying a new battery on eBay, but as I was telling Phoenix, I really shouldn't be allowed to eBay anymore. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as far as what I've been playing, uh, it's, it's basically been those things. I've been kind of hitting books a little bit harder recently. Um, and we had some inclement weather where I was watching a lot of tennis and just kind of being lazy. So, um, that is it for what I've been playing. So, I, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> I actually want to hit on that Final Fantasy Tactics again. Uh, I forgot that I played the first one. Then I, I have the Game Boy Advance one, which is... I forget the proper name for it, but it's like you're a kid, kind of. I have that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's another... It's really good, but I've, I don't know why I haven't finished that one. I think I put like 10 hours into it on my micro, dude, which is insane if you want to read like a small screen that long it's also in it's also insane for a uh a regular sized grown a man grown man with big hands because as i've mentioned on previous episodes i got weird little baby bitch hands <laughs> and the uh the micro doesn't bother my hands at all but if i had regular hands i feel like they would they would uh cramp up it definitely does cramp up um especially like on those like reading the the story like i remember having to like just like hold it with one hand and press like a in like a weird yeah. position just to have like a, a rest, which is <clears throat> the stuff we do for games. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Tactics are great. Dude, can you imagine if they remade that with the switch now? Like that's another game where it's, it's like, what the hell? Well, and also like, yeah, especially when you look at like, um, think of how popular fire emblem three houses was. And like it's hard, kind of hard to believe that Nintendo is not capitalizing on like a, a bigger interest, growing interest in turn-based, but right. they sure don't seem to be. I mean, I'm just imagining like I, I know I always say this, but like imagine the Octopath engine with a freaking tactics game, like remade, dude, or just a new game that was tactics. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. I, 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 I would be into that and. Octopath is uh, still a game that's sitting here waiting for me to play that I eyeball occasionally and then curse and don't put in. <sighs> Dude, that's a, that's a game that if I see it on, I see it on sale for Switch for like fifteen or under, like I'm definitely gonna do it. But uh, I wish I could, I wish I could give that game another chance fully, but I just don't trust it. I don't trust it either. Um, 
I, I, I trust me with a debit card at Best Buy a lot less than I char- trust Octopath, though, uh, <laughs> because that's how I ended up with a second copy of Octopath. And uh, so I shouldn't be trusted. Diane's probably listening to this. Please take my debit card away and don't let me buy things anymore. Also, don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can go into uh, my uh, game. <clears throat> <laughs> with, with that with that segue let's go into what phoenix is playing <laughs> i'm trying to get off the subject so that you don't have a you don't have a, a trouble looking at you <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the help i need it <laughs> um so i've been playing a little game called spirit fairer which it's a game that i bought on launch day which was last year at some point um really like the game really like the artwork i think is like just super great like um i i'm a one of my things that i like to do is watercolor paint and looking at this game is like you're playing a watercolor painting so it's super cool uh i guess for me i don't know about everyone else but i think it's great and um it's got a really good like kind of story like you're like a you're a person that is uh spirit faring i guess you're like you're giving the people that are i guess they have just passed away and they're in that weird point of where they're maybe not really accepting it i guess kind of how the game is or yeah. or maybe they have accepted it but like they're still kind of connected to their you know earthly body or just earthly whatever happened whatever was happening with their soul i, guess. I like I like that when you're describing this game, you're like, they're, they're at that point where they're not sure if they're dead yet. You're speaking, like talking about it from their perspective of like, you know, that spot that maybe we all get to when we're not sure if we're dead or not. Right. I know you're talking about the game, but like, it's just the way you worded it was like, <laughs> in everyday life, that point that there's dead people get to where they're not sure if they're dead people yet. I mean, you know, uh, we all, we all been there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely, there's been periods of time in my life where I've wondered if I was dead or if I'm shortly going to be dead, mostly after I've made stupid decisions. I love you, Diane. Um, (laughs) And um, so, uh, anyway, you're like, uh, I guess you're like trying to uh, separate them into like the afterlife or like the real afterlife. So, anyway, you're just, uh, you have this big boat and you're taking people uh, on the boat with you and you're just kind of like giving them a nice go, I guess, until they're ready. To eventually leave, and when they do leave, it's kind of sad because, like, you kind of get connected to them, like, in a weird way where they're like, you know, they have a little story and they go through the little story, and then you give them things to make them feel comfortable. And then once they feel ready, you have to see them off. And then it's just kind of like, dang, like, they're, they're gone now. Now, now the boat is empty and their house is still there. Um, I don't know. This is a really cool game, but. <laughs> You really, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even trying to make like that poke fun, but like it, it just like like you, it sounds so real. <laughs> you know, you're like, dude, and then they, you're ushering them. I mean, I only play. I have Spirit Fair on my Switch and only played it for like two hours, not because I didn't like it. It just kind of fell by the wayside. But it makes me want to play it because everything you read is like you get attached to these people and then like they're gone. But the way you're, you just, you sound way more emotionally invested than some people would. Like you're like, you help them out and then they're just, they're gone, man. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel, I feel for you. <laughs> it's it's like, like a real thing. It's weird. <clears throat> it's the same kind of thing that happens 
an Animal Crossing kind of where you just like grow to like a certain animal. Um, but this game kind of makes it a little, I don't know, touchy or closer because um, they're connected to the person you play, which is the Spirit Fair. They're like, you know, hey, how's my favorite niece? Or, and you just kind of like, you know, you go off of that whole thing. So it's kind of, I don't know if it's a story really, but it's got a cool progression of things. Um, I definitely I want to I want to get into that game um, again because I the little bit that I played I enjoyed it really was just like one of those games that seemed to fall right during a period of time where I had other stuff exactly when it launched it was I was the same way like I played 10 hours of it and then I just slacked off hardcore and now I'm back I will say this like I always got to be like real with people it is a moment well, it's not a moment. It's just like the game itself. It's like <clears throat> it has a it has a goal situation where you can check your goals and see like what you should be doing or whatever. But even with that, it's really hard to tell what you should be doing sometimes. That was a chief complaint that I read about it too. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough to know exactly. Like, it's like, hey, you need to do this. And then it's like, how the, like, where do I go to get this? Like, those materials that you don't know where the materials are. And you're on this big area where it's like, it's a whole map. But the map is blacked out. And when you get to an area, a little part of the map opens up. Kind of like Zelda and, I guess, Assassin's Creed kind of stuff, you know. But um, it's still just like... You might you might learn something new there, but it's not much to really help you. So you're just kind of like, where the heck do I go? And yeah. I felt like I was wandering for a lot of this game. And now that things are kind of moving, it's still I get to a spot where I'm like, all right, where the heck do I go? And that's that's kind of annoying. But at the same time, I kind of get what the game is wanting you to do. They want you to explore and just kind of like take it easy. But I don't know. I, I just hate, like, I'd rather take it easy on my time and not just, like, wander. Like, I hate wandering in games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which is funny for you to say because you're also, like, side quest guy. And, like, a lot of side quests come along for, for a lot of gamers, at least, by wandering. Right. So this is what I want to say about the side quest thing. I, I do love side quests because I get caught up in it for no reason at all. But so a game like Bravely Default, they always had this really cool thing for the 3DS. So like at the bottom screen, you see your map and it shows you where your main goal is. Like you just know where you have to go to get to your next main thing, but you can go wherever you want all the time. And so I've always loved that. Like I would love to know what my main goal is and where I need to go to get to it. But like, if I just venture off, I don't have to worry about where I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I just know where I got to go and it's, I can wander for free or whatever. Um, but I hate wandering to advance the story, which. Yeah, I could see that. Like you want to be able to wander at your own volition and not because the game requires it. Right. I hate wandering to find where I need to go. Cause I feel like sometimes what happens is you go to a place too early and you you get you land on the island and this is spirit fair. You'll land on the island and you're like, all right, there's people here and things, but there's like nothing to do. So you get back on the boat and you go to the next island, and then there's people to do and people to talk to, um, but there's 
no advancement. So that's the kind of thing you run into where you're just like, where the hell do I go? Um, I'm saying all this and it makes it sound like a bad game, but um, that's the only, like, I guess, downfall of the game. Um, but it does have a lot of little mechanics, kind of like uh, Stardew or Animal Crossing, where you're just kind of juggling cooking, you're juggling um, planting, um, and just other little mini game kind of things to like gather materials, gather resources. It's kind of that whole thing going on. Instead of uh, being in a town, you're on a boat, essentially. But check it out. The artwork is super good. And it's a 2D platformer, actually. It's not It's not a 3D game. It's a 2D platformer. I should, like, make that known. Yeah. Um, so I'll move on to the next game, which is not really... Uh, I'm not, not going to talk about it for a long time, but... Uh, I've been playing Disco Elysium again. It's been on my on my computer, and it's just been sitting there. Um, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the on the uh, podcast, but <clears throat> did you cut off? No, I'm here. Oh, I heard a noise. <laughs> um, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but the game Disco Elysium had been like for some reason on Mac, like just crashing. Um, and the oh, Mac, right. and the Mac that I use is like a MacBook Pro, like recent, so it's not um, lacking in power for sure. And uh, like it kept crashing at the, at the same spot as well. Like it wasn't crashing that like just randomly. So that's kind of made me think it was a glitch. Um, I messaged the developers, and then I waited like I don't know a few weeks, and there's been like four updates since. So I started playing it again because I, I hated it because, like, I kept getting to a spot where I had spent, like, 20 minutes of, like, the game, and then it would glitch and stop. And so it was kind of, like, frustrating because, like, I don't know, like, whenever you know a glitch is coming, like, you're just kind of worried that you're going to get to that spot and you're going to get into the game and then it's going to pop off again and you're just going to, like, it's just frustrating to, like, keep having to stop. Um, yeah. Well, at least you know from from seeing because that that uh, stuff that was happening with your Mac was while uh, you were on like Christmas break, and um, it, it, at least you can see in that like six weeks or whatever, there's been four updates. That's a lot in a short period of time. So at least you know for anybody listening, like Disco Elysium is obviously under pretty heavy scrutiny from the developers, right? And especially, um, I mean. I'm not really a Mac gamer. I, I, I mainly have Mac, uh, you know, I mainly stick to Mac products or Apple products for my computer stuff. But um, usually Macs for games don't really get like attention first. So it was, it's been cool to see them uh, throw some resources that way, I guess, like pretty fast. Um, but I'm just going to say the game, dude, is super good. I know, uh, you had some issues with it, um, mainly with the rolling. <laughs> but yeah, it it um, it has mechanics in it that generally don't do much for me. Um, the art is great, the storytelling is great, the writing is great. I have no doubt that if you stick with that game longer than I did, which was about six hours that it and, and maybe for some people you know way less time than that that they're you know you'll be super into it for whatever reason for me i got like six hours in and i just wasn't feeling the mechanics and the random roles and feeling like i was always behind the eight ball 
Um, I've read that that gets easier, a little bit more balanced, the further in you get, but I guess I'm one of those people that like, if it's not balanced or whatever in the beginning, it's not likely that I'll stick with it for very long. You cut off for a little bit there. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, um, which part did it cut off? Oh, you were, you said that you didn't like the mechanics, uh, stupid anchor <laughs> um i mean just like from from the standpoint of like the the random roles and feeling like you're kind of always behind the eight ball um i i understand that probably gets better as you go on but for me when i was playing it i always felt like i was losing almost every single role with no rhyme or reason and that was just too much of a turnoff right so <clears throat> yeah and i know i said this before but uh i was the same way i kept losing everything and eventually once you level up and stuff, you do start winning a lot more of those. And um, and it gets way better. At least it'll be a 50-50 chance and not so much like a 20-80 or, what, you know what I'm saying, like a 20% chance. It'll, yeah. it'll eventually be like a 50, mainly 50-something chance. Some of the stuff you just don't even go for because it's low, so you're just kind of like, eh. But, uh, dude, so I would say for everyone that is interested in the game, it does... The first two days in the game are kind of slow. It's kind of like you're developing the story or the background or, you know, you're kind of developing stuff, I guess. Um, When you get to the third day or like the end of the second day, start of the third day, kind of depends on how fast you play certain things. I feel like the story really picks up. And then it's kind of like a book that like you don't want to put down, like, <clears throat> it's really good. Like, I'm kind of wishing that I had it on, like, um, Switch now, because I'm just like, dang it, dude. Like, I want to be able to bring it everywhere, um, but it's on a laptop, and I don't... I mean, I guess you could bring that everywhere, but, like, it's you know, it's not, like, an easy thing to just bring, like, sit on your bed with, unless you want to be weird. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I might, I might, you know, like, that might be the big difference for me, is maybe I just need to wait until... Uh, it comes out on Switch where it's more mobile and, and in my hands. Like I certainly don't love playing games on my uh, Surface laptop, so maybe that'll be a big difference if I decide to double dip, which is is questionable. But um, maybe maybe that would make a major difference for me, also. Yeah, I think I think having to accept that you're gonna suck for the first two days with rolls at least, and then you start to level up a few things it really will start to come like come around, I think. Because uh, the first, I was like you, like the first few hours of the game, I was like, dude, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. I'm losing like my health. I can't like win any rolls. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think for almost the entire, however many few hours I played, I'm pretty sure I lost every roll that I took. Yeah. Um, like if it wasn't every roll, there certainly weren't roles that were memorable enough two months later for me to to be able to point out as being, you know, ones that I won. So I agree. Beware if you're going to play the game that it, it, it's done really well, but it can be really frustrating in the very beginning. Right. And I guess I'm good with that if you are ready to move to our talking point. Yeah, I think so. All right, so our talking point is the failure of the Vita or just the 
how awesome that console is, but for some reason it just didn't uh, like stick, man. Like it's unfortunate, but um, I don't know. I guess we can. This talk is about um, this is uh, you know in the in the duration of our friendship, this has been one of the topics that we've revisited frequently. Um, mm. And, you know, a big part of it is both of us have Vitas. Uh, we both had Vitas since we met, became friends. And it was sort of like, I don't really know. I know like one or two other people have Vitas and they're not new. One of them is as hardcore as us. The other one's not, but you don't meet a lot of people that play Vita. Um, but like we talk about this, every couple of weeks probably like revisit, you know, when one of us picks our Vita up, like, man, this thing is so good. Like we're obviously we did our love letter to the 3DS and it was sort of like, we love the 3DS so much and the library on it and everything. And if I put the Vita next to the 3DS, like the Vita is a nicer device yeah, um, in, in, in almost every single aspect. Like the, vis, the physical build is nicer. The, uh, the interface and the software is nicer. The battery is nicer. Um, the touchscreen and everything about the Vita is nicer than the 3DS. And yet like the 3DS is uh, more successful by a, a significant amount. Uh, you know, I don't know that I would say that the 3DS, I mean, the 3DS, I, I like the 3DS more than the Vita, but it has a lot more to do with the games and my memories of the 3DS. I don't have the same type of memories with the Vita because it, it's tough to, to keep up with it. I mean, now, you know, it's, it's, it's in the, graveyard um but it's just it's one of those weird things like you and i talk about it every once in a while but but at length and it always just goes back to like a couple of sticking points one why do they not support it more uh but i mean i guess like that you know you could kind of that's easy to sum up it didn't sell that well um i mean it's, it's hard it's hard to support something and, you know, when developers don't want to put games out for it because it didn't sell well, so they're not going to make much money on their game sales. And who knows what the digital sales are like, but that's been our chief complaint is like you can, you know, the, the, the Vita is no longer being supported. I, are they still updating it at all? I haven't gotten up. I haven't turned it on in like a, maybe a month, but uh, I would say the last update was within the last eight months for sure. Um, but usually, yeah. usually it's just an update to like prevent people from hacking something, usually. Yeah, so, you know, not much in the way of support. Um, but the store is still completely open and operational. And, like, you go in there and, you know, that's the chief complaint that you, that you, you especially have had, but I echo, is that all of the games, for the most part, are still the launch price. Um, there's never any deals when they do have deals. It's always on indie stuff. And if you go through the shop now, um, really like nothing is being released or discounted at all. Like there's like four or five games and that's it. So it's kind of like, if you wanted to go on there, let's say you bought a Vita on eBay, um, and you know, you wanted to download, I don't know, persona three, the dancing one, it still fit 40 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. And it's kind of just like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna sell new consoles and there's no new games coming out, you can't really find physical editions of something easily anymore. Right. Why are the digital copies still full price? I mean, you could you can you can say the same thing about 3ds. I mean, you know, when I went to try to go download Dragon Quest Seven before I found that physical copy, it was still forty dollars, and that game is four and a half years old. But 
this, the 3DS was supported and had a much larger library for a longer period of time. So, you know, I, I always kind of look at the Vita and it's sort of like, it's prettier, it's more functional, it's got a better battery life. It, it, overall, it's a much nicer looking and presented device. And yet, like, here we are, like, one of the, the few in the proud. Yeah, dude, like, uh, I had a thing in the notes here that was, <clears throat> like, sexy design. Like, dude, whenever I'm playing the Vita, like, especially on my airplane, like, whenever I'm traveling for work, um, I don't feel like a kid, you know, like, my my switch is bright, which I like crazy stuff like that, like bright. And uh, but like this, the Vita always looks like uh, a grown man's gaming device or something like that. Like it's just clean, dude. And it, you you could you could easily look at the Vita, you know, at a glance and not know that it's a gaming device, right? Um, you know, I mean, outside of the fact, if you if you're a gamer or whatever, you kind of look like, oh, it's got joysticks, like obviously, but like. Otherwise, like it, it, I agree, like it doesn't, it, it looks like a, it looks like a, you summed it up. It looks like an adult gaming device. And I think that's probably what they tried to kind of market it towards. Um, the problem with that is I don't know how many kids really bought into this thing. Yeah. Or how many kids can afford the damn thing. Um. <laughs> True. Although when it came, when it came out, I think it was, um, how much were they when they launched? Do you know? I want to say it was like 230 or something. Let's see. While we're while we're talking about this, I'll Google and see what the launch price was. Get some information about the Vita up here. Um, now and now, of course, like you know, to get a nice one, you're paying almost the same retail price as what it was when it launched. So it launched uh, North America in on February fifteenth, two thousand twelve, for two forty nine ninety nine. Damn. Um, and it was discontinued. Uh, March 1st, 2019. So basically two years ago. But you and I were aficionados. We know I didn't see any in the wild at all. Never did. Not n- not new ones. I mean, now, to be clear, I, I think you have the Slim also. Yeah, it was Slim. So we both have, like, this the Slim editions. Like, my Slim edition I bought used from GameStop. I had the bigger, blockier ver- original launch beta, and I did buy it in store at a target so i have seen them in the wild but like discontinued march 1st 2019 is not an accurate picture of when that thing stopped being supported in stores dude um i you couldn't find one for years before they discontinued it dude i swear to you i think i saw i wonder i remember when it came out and i wanted one but i was kind of not in the gaming at the time like you know as much as i was now but um i remember seeing it in stores that one time like when it was like the launch few days or a few weeks after it came out and then i swear to you dude i haven't ever seen one since and i know we're in oklahoma we don't get the most popular shit but like you know i see switches all the time so um the vita just didn't take off i guess in our area they probably were like all right no one's buying them here so move those to wherever they're going but um yeah uh what are you gonna say well and look at like look at look at some of the like i'm looking up numbers now for like unit sales um and let me pull up some other stuff here not to try to get too far off topic but like unit sales for the ps vita you're looking at like in 2019, 0.35 million PlayStation Vitas were sold worldwide. So, what is that? 350,000, right? So, um, 
350,000 Vitas sold worldwide by the time they discontinued it in 2019. I mean, th that compared to the 3DS is a massive, massive. I mean, th 3DS as of September 2020 had sold 75.94 million yeah. you know, consoles. I mean, you're talking one console that evidently didn't even crack a half a million total versus a console that sold 75 million. Um, I, but you know, like it would be interesting and there's no way to, to tell, but like, what's the reason for that? You know, do Sony gamers, because that wasn't a handheld company to begin with. I mean, the PSP sold pretty decently. Um, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this over to you after posing a question. How much do you think the, the Vita was hurt by the cost of memory cards oh, dude. and the fact that this that this was if you know and i don't know if you do but like anybody that knows anything about sony they use their own technology that they trademark and then they charge a fortune for and the memory sticks for this thing were out of control still charge a fortune for dude um so that was like that thing is my biggest theory about this um, I know people have said it online probably, but like when I was really watching to buy one of these, because I was a big PSP fan, um, and then when the Vita came out, I was like, oh, I got to get that because it has two analog sticks. It was like the first console that had that, you know, or handheld. So I was like, whoa, this yeah. is interesting. And it didn't have the UMD that was loud anymore, you know? So I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I wanted to buy one, dude, but like, when you think about what two forty nine, and then the freaking memory cards for that thing are insane. Um, I got so my Vita, I got used from GameStop, but the memory card I got used from GameStop was a sixteen gig, and it was forty nine dollars. And this was like three years ago, four years ago, and yeah. that's insane, so, dude. So it is. I was wrong looking up the wrong statistics. The Vita sold 18 million units. Oh. Um, but compared to, you know, you look at like the, the DS, which includes DS, DS Lite, DSi, and DSi XL, that's 154 million Crazy. of that game family. The PSP, this is the thing that's startling when you look at it. Like PSP, which includes the 1,000, the 2,000, 3,000, and the PSP Go. But, you know, still, they're all from kind of the same. 80 million PSP sold versus 18 million Vitas. So even though 18 million sounds like a ton, when you compare it to its predecessor, it's, it's pathetic. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's Nintendo's Wii U. Ooh. You know, looking at like the Wii selling 90, <laughs> 95 million, 92 million, and then the Wii U selling 12 million, you know, of which I am one of the illustrious 12 million. <laughs> um but like you really got to think about that like you know with with the PSP it took um it took memory cards that you could buy off the shelf i believe um and uh, you know the UMDs i think it took the memory sticks they were called they Did were it? called let me see they were called memory stick yeah that's right you're right so it used the sony technology then too but like uh, you know you're talking like 80 million to 18 million. I mean, that's like shocking. Like when you think about those numbers, like that's to, to a casual person, like 18 million sounds like so many. I mean, then take into consideration there are 7 billion people in the world, but um, 
but that's terrible. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're comparing it also to like the 3DS and everything where it's like just the DS family of things alone was, you know, 150 million. And then the 3DS is 72 million. So really between the DS family of systems and the 3DS family of systems, you're at 225 million units sold. And then when you compare that to the, the PSP family of gaming systems and the Vita, you're at 98 million. Yeah, not even close. So it's like, you know, 130 million less. Uh, it, it's not, you're right. It's not close. 40, the Vita. It, 40 million of that was Japan. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Um, it, 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 it's like, I look at that number of like 18 million and you look at 80 million for the PSP. And it's not hard to understand why developers didn't go for it because you spread those 18 million out over the entire world, you know, and then you look at Japan and like Japan got a lot more Vita games than we did, but it sold well then. And, and, and plus a lot of the types of games that came out for Vita were visual novels or super anime, um, like super, super duper anime kind of games. Yeah, that too. Like neither of which was either one of our, our, our thing really. Right. Um, you know, it, it's tough, like, looking at the at the Vita, like, there's a lot of really good games for it. Like, some of my favorite, like, like Persona 4 Golden, one of my favorite games I've ever Dude. played. Um, I played through Final Fantasy X on a Vita for the first time ever. Like, that was my first experience with that game, sitting in, in court. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but not, not you, you know, I'm court, looking at my... <laughs> no, 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 no. Jur- jur- jury duty, not yet, me in court. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I was on trial for something and I was playing Final Fantasy X because fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm looking at my Vita games and it's just like, you know, Fate Stella, God Wars, uh, Trails of Cold Steel, Disgaea 3, Ragnarok, Odyssey. I mean, there's a lot of really top-notch RPGs and JRPGs on this system. And the shop has a lot of really top-notch action adventure rpgs like a little bit of everything but it didn't take off the same way i mean you know when we when we first became friends talking like 2016 like vita was still alive then as far as like gamestop still got the new stuff there just wasn't there just wasn't any like you know you you you, and everything everything for that vita and you correct me if i'm wrong but like the last few years where you could go to gamestop and they would get new Vita games. They were all fucking visual novels. Yeah, dude. Like everything that came out at the end of the life cycle for that Vita was a visual novel. Now, I don't hate visual novels. I don't love them, but I can play one one a year every once in a while. Not very often. Um, but for the last few years that that thing is still breathing a little bit. There's nothing to it. Like the, all the games that came out, like you go to go to GameStop, look for the 3DS new releases and the Vita new releases. I would just real quickly glance over the Vita and be like, no, nah, this is nothing. I don't want it. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, you know, and like now, like GameStop being the uh, the dumpster fire that it is, like it's not worth going to. I mean, that was the main thing that I went to GameStop for was look for Same. the Vita stuff. Yeah. Um, and now it's like there's none. Uh, I occasionally fall down the uh, inevitable eBay rabbit hole of looking up Vita games and trying to find like game lots instead of just like a single game. Um, but overall, 
they're still not that cheap to buy physical copies. So either way, it's kind of like, eh, you're not really going to get anything for a decent price on the Vita. I mean, I, I definitely have gotten some cool stuff. Like I have this special edition of Fate Extella, the Umbral Star, which I, I like that game. Oh yeah, that's but the same one I got, right? It, that big box. Yeah, I think so. Like it was like a, yep, yep. And it was cheap. Like I think I think that was the thing that maybe one of us went and found and then immediately like the other one was like, oh shit, I wonder if my GameStop has that. It was totally random. And then we both ended up with it. Yeah, it was. And it was and it was really cheap, like 20 bucks for this box of artwork and a CD and, and a copy of the game. Um, I don't know. I have such mixed feelings about the Vita because it's like I love the presentation. Like, I think the right word and and and, and a lot of gamers will understand this. And then there's going to be casual people or non gamers that may listen to this that think that we're completely out of our mind or, or, or whatever, but like, it's a really sexy device. Like it, it feels good. It looks good. It is as far as handheld handhelds go to me is like the most premium handheld that I've ever physically held. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and the battery for me, like mine is, is nuts. Like I don't have to charge it very often. I mean, I, I have like, you know, one of the many, 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 many influences that Phoenix has had on my gaming life was this dock uh, that you buy. So now I can charge my Vita upright on a shelf, and I love that thing. But the flip side of it is the memory cards were shit. Um, the game cards are small, and and the game cases are small, and like that doesn't bother me. But from a marketing standpoint, I could see how like if you were a PlayStation person, these tiny little cards probably were a turnoff. Um, I wanted to, uh, but I wanted to talk about that for a second, actually, or go back to that. The uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, uh, memory card, um, dude. Like, so I think that was a big reason why I never bought one initially because I wanted one, but the memory cards are expensive, right? And when you think about when you buy something, like you got to buy the console and then the memory card. Because, you know, you can't save without a memory card. I think you could, like, a gig is built into that, but that's not much. And then you have to buy a game, which is, like, what, 40-plus probably at the time when they launched? So yeah. you can yep. easily look at, like... And I think the memory cards, dude, were really expensive. They were, like, absurd. Yeah, and, you know, and that was one of those things, like, when you look back at the time period, like, I think the Vita came out, to, you know, 2012 or whatever, like, memory was more expensive than, like, cell phones, think about, like, the memory that the phones had versus the memory that the phones have True. now. Um, what, memory was really expensive, not, not necessarily because it should have been expensive, but because that used to be one of those things that cost a lot of money. And, you know, that technology, like the memory cards that were used in the Vita, they were specific for the Vita. They were trademarked by Sony so that they could charge a fortune for it. I do think that that backfired because, uh, you know, as we both said, you're, pay you're pay sp spending 250 bucks for the console and 40 bucks for just at least one game. But let's say you bought two, you know, because most people uh, probably, well, I don't know, a lot of people probably just buy one. But for the sake of argument, let's say you bought two games and you got what they came in like eight, 16, 32 and 64 gigs. Yeah. Right. I think that's yeah. right. So let's say you bought the 16 and the 16, I think was like 50 bucks. Exactly. Um, so then you're at nearly $400. Yeah. 
I mean, after taxes, depending on what state you live in, kind of regardless of what state you live in, unless it's like Florida where there is no sales tax or maybe, no, that's income tax, uh, Delaware, no sales tax. Um, you're, you're 400 bucks for a handheld two games and a memory card. There's going to be a lot of people that were just like, I, I could get a PlayStation for that. Yeah. I um, remember um, when I was thinking about getting the Vita or the 3DS, I remember like really wanting the Vita because I was, I had been dying for one. But when I looked into like the value of like, I can get a 3DS and get like <laughs> way more games. Um, yeah. Just because I don't eat the cost of that freaking memory card, dude. That, 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 that really was, well, and you know, with the, with the, uh, 3DS, you could get by on not having a memory card for a while too. Like it wasn't something that was a necessity to buy at the same time as the system. Whereas the Vita, it kind of was. Oh yeah. You had to have it. Um, so, you know, like you were handcuffed to this exorbitant amount of money for a handheld and there's no way around the fact that like handheld should always be aimed towards younger people, not older people. So if you're trying to aim that towards, let's say preteens to the teen age area, you know, what parent is going to want to drop 400 bucks on a handheld that although while it looks premium, looks like it could break too. Right. Um, you know, I, I can see all the writing on the wall. It's just that, like, when I sit down uh, tonight, we're going to finish recording this episode. If I sit down with my Vita, which I, I plan to do, I, I'm actually planning to play God of War on it soon, which I know is not your shit. <laughs> um, but uh, that's on my agenda to play is God of War on the Vita. I know for a fact that, like, you know, as I'm inevitably texting with you about whatever and playing God of War that I'm going to be thinking about how much I love that system uh, because of how it feels and how it looks and, and the presentation. The fact is that like Sony still presented this, like it's like if you took the, the thickest, juiciest steak with all of the trimmings and then presented it to someone in a garbage can lid. Right. You know, cause you know, that's how I feel about the Vita is like, Look at how amazing this is. However, we're still going to present it, you know, inappropriately like a turd. Dude, the, um, um, the performance of that console was like, you know, a lot of the Switch games that came out, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, what's that one? Uh, uh, Ease 8? That, oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. on Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that means like its performance was equal. I don't think it's equal, but... Um, I mean, at least Ease 8 was on Vita and it's on Switch. Like, a lot of the games were ported from Vita or whatever to the Switch. So, like, the performance of that thing was really ahead of its time, which maybe was why the price was high, but... Uh, it's a it's a beast. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as, like, looking, you know, pulling up the stats again, which, I, I you know, I'm really glad that Ben of 10 minutes ago closed Google. Um you know, it, it has, let's see. So you're looking at memory. It has 512 megabytes of RAM um, and a one gig flash memory. So, you know, cell phones now, like my cell phone, I have a one plus eight T and it probably is running eight gigs of uh, RAM. And, um, you know, I don't think they have, they don't have flash memory on phones. Now you're just looking at the RAM. I mean, for the time period, 512 megabytes is pretty good for running things quickly. 
uh, especially since you can increase the memory. And then like, you know, that, that was the problem, like removable storage, the proprietary PS Vita memory card, 4, 8, 16, 32, and 64 gigs. So actually it's more options than we originally had. You know, I mean, it, 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 it obviously is a beast of a handheld. I mean, there's definitely things that run on Vita that would never run on 3DS. Right. Um, it, it, it was like when they call it like a, you know, when they call the PSP like a, a PlayStation portable, that really is what the Vita ended up being was like this handheld version of a PlayStation, you know, and you could remote play with it and all sorts of stuff. It just happens to be that like from I, what, what I, I would imagine is really early on, Sony was like, this isn't working and we're done. Like, you know, if you want to make games for it, cool, we'll support it. But like they didn't try. Like there was no marketing, even though it says it was discontinued on March 1st, you couldn't find one without getting a used one somewhere and used ones went for 150, 200 bucks. Like they weren't marked down all that and much. I, I will say um, too, if you, if you wanted to, like, if you wanted to buy one, like when you said they didn't market it, if you wanted to buy one, like you had to want to buy one. It wasn't like you stumbled across it. So <laughs> they were pretty much gone for shit, dude, years now. Yeah. And you still like, you know, you, if you go eBay uh, again, because although eBay is a place that Ben shouldn't go, <laughs> uh, he does. Boy, does he. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I search like P- PlayStation Vita Slim and like the different colors anywhere from like two to three hundred bucks. Nothing less than that at all, ever. You know, and, and my local game shop, Regen, like I never see Vitas there. It's like, it's like, you know, it, it, it's as rare to find a Vita there as it is to see a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. Um, Dang. It's just, it's one of those things where there's so many different reasons where I can see that it didn't work. Um, and yet, like, I still love it. Like, I still think it's one of my favorite gaming devices. It's so fast. It's so pretty. Uh, it, you know, it performs so well. And yet still, like, they kind of presented it like a turd. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, like, I mean, there's some... We got to mention a few games. Like, you know, like, they had some first-party stuff that I love, like Gravity Rush. And I don't know if you like this game, but uh, Tearaway. Um, it, Tearaway oh, yeah. really used that back touchpad, which, if no one knows, it has a back touchpad, which kind of is goofy but in a, in a lot of games where they actually used it it was ended up being a really neat thing to like an extra just way to input um like input buttons or whatever you want to say like you know an extra an extra interface to to use um right so they have some cool things going on but i think tearaway was like probably the only game maybe a few more but the only game that like really went hardcore with that like every single thing that console could do um, and it had a front-facing camera and a back camera. It had a lot of had a lot of stuff, dude. It did. I just uh, I just opened up just because I wanted to see. I opened up my Vita and went to the store. And the last time a game was released for the Vita was eleven oh, eleven <laughs> November twenty fourth of last year. So you know, and that was like some indie game. So I mean, really you're not going to see any new games being released for it except an indie game every here and there. And there was like one game in November, one game in October uh, or two games in October, you know, like it's not really like there's much going on with it anymore. There's still a very active store, but um, 
I mean, you're just not gonna, you know, there's now is the time. Like if you were going to get one now would be the time before, you know, eventually they are going to stop supporting their store. So it's kind of like, if you have any interest in the Vita and what it, it offers, like now to me is the time to get one and check out. Cause you, it's already almost impossible. I mean, I almost want to say like, I almost feel like it, it's too late. Yeah. Um, you know, like you and I, the, you know, the last what, like five years, we were collecting Vita games all along. Um, like I've got a stack of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like 20, 20 physical copies of games. Um, and like I said, every once in a while, I hit, I don't know if you remember, but like during lockdown, I bought a game called like Army Corps from Hell um, on Vita and it was like $5.99. I, 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 this is months and months and months ago. So you probably don't remember, but I like sent you a picture and you looked it up and you're like, yeah, it doesn't really look like it's for me. And I was like, oh, it was only six bucks. I'll get a couple hours out of it. 15 minutes, <laughs> 15 minutes. And I never wanted to play that game ever again. <laughs> but still like, you know, you can't go, you, you'd have to find, uh, an indie shop like Regen that does still have a shelf of Vita games in order to look. Now, the flip side of it is, and it's worth mentioning, they're hackable. And with the hack, you could get the software that will let you download anything to it, just like PlayStation TV that I have. So, so that's that's kind of what I'm. So that's kind of like the broader thing I would like to mention about the store. Like, so I'm going through the store right now as well on my Vita, and dude, like it's the same top downloads that have been there like since i've had it where it's just like oh the same kind of games that are popular like persona 4 gold and all those and um the the problem with it dude is that like like you were saying earlier even when games like so there were some times where like the games would go on sale but they were like hard to find like you know how like when a game is on sale on switch it's like great deals and you click on it and you can just like go through all of them but like the vita like it might say like deals or whatever on the Vita, but then when you go to like the website before they turn it off the website, you can go to the website back in the day and click sales and you'd be like, what the hell are these games for Vita that are on sale? Like, why didn't these show up on the console? Um, yeah. It was just wonky stuff that was like, do they not want to make, like, dude, if, it, if this was me, if I was the head of Sony, I feel like at this point, like no one, you know, they're not moving any of these like digital games, probably. Like, they're probably barely selling and it's like why not just fucking discount that entire store dude and let people have at it and just make your like last bit of money and then be like all right folks we had a good run (laughs) i uh i want people to know that listen to this especially our serbian audience (laughs) and uh brazilian (laughs) audience that in the five years now that Phoenix and I have been friends, that has probably been the most frequent chief complaint of our friendship on his end. And I agree with it a hundred percent is just like you go and look through that store sometimes. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why is none of this stuff? And you know what? I just, as we've been sitting here, just bought a game. <laughs> um, and, and it's a PlayStation one game <laughs> called Vanguard bandits. Um, I, I don't know why it was a JRPG that was 10 bucks and it looks very interesting. And so that's what I'll be playing tonight now, instead of the other stuff that I mentioned, <laughs> but uh, not going too far. It was just funny. You were like, you were, seriously, no joke. You were in the, 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 you know, like exact moment of saying, 
no one's really buying those digital <laughs> games. And I was like, purchase and download. <laughs> but like at that, at that exact moment. And I was just like, oh man, this is the weirdest thing. Um, but in general, yeah, no, I mean, I was looking through the shop real, real briefly and it's like persona four golden is 20 bucks. There's no reason that game is not like four ninety nine. You know, what type of money are you really making Atlas or, 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 or Sony? How much money are you really making on persona four now? that it needs to be that type of money. Right. Still. Um, um, but you know, they don't, they don't seem interested like to me. And I've said this to you numerous times, like to me, Sony has like the PlayStation four, the PS five, and they just don't care. Like if they make any money off the Vita, it's just like, you know, cake. So they don't really care what, how much money it is or, or where it's coming from. It's not where they, they made any of their money to begin with. But it's still a shame because there's a bunch of us out there. Like I would throw some more some more money Sony's way if some of their digital catalog Dude, was cheaper. I would, so okay, this is my last thing I want to make sure I say about the store. Um, if you're a PS1 fan, this is where the PlayStation One games went to die. Like the catalog for PS1 games on this thing, like to download, is insane. It's like. I don't know, like all the games, but like I would say a majority of the games that I've been wanting, like PS1 back in the day, are on this store. So I think that's kind of like one of the best selling points is that like if you just wanted to like legally download a ton of PS1 games that you've been missing, like they're probably on the Vita store, which is another like sucky thing that that kind of makes for the Vita that kind of just died and it took a lot of PS1 games with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like I said, I just bought one. I mean, there's definitely a lot of PS1 stuff, and I didn't play a lot of PS1 games because I was playing wrestling games then. So now I'm kind of like, you know, haphazardly going back in time and oh, playing dude, some I can of give them. you a list. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the PS1, like, for people that maybe don't know PS1, um, PS1 games had a ton of RPGs that were, like, really good. And those are all on the fucking Vita. And it's just kind of sad again that like you know games like Chrono Cross or like um, Vagrant Story are like just sitting on this store uh, on this awesome console and they don't ever discount them. Um, I think they're like around ten dollars each, which is not bad, but it's still just like, dude, come on! Like you're not selling these; they're not moving. Just freaking yeah, just freaking throw it up for discount at this point and move them. And I, yeah, and I kind of wish, like, in retrospect, like, you know, some of these PS1 games, like, three ninety nine, even. Like, you know, these games are 20 years old, 25 years old, even more. Like, there's no reason to be paying 10 bucks in 2021. I mean, I say that, and I just paid 10 bucks for one. But, uh, you know, in general, there's no reason. Like, there's no reason at all that these games can't be heavily, heavily discounted and still be bringing both Sony and the developers some sort of cash flow. Yeah, um... And it's funny that you were just buying one because I have been thinking about getting Persona 3 Portable, which is like, I think, P3P. But it's, I don't know if it was made for Vita or what, but I know it's on here. Um, and that's the one that I, I have never played Persona 3, which is weird. But I've been kind of itching to, like, maybe get after that game. And I don't know, it would give me a reason to pick up my Vita again. When I saw, like, I'm assuming, did you just log in? Because it shows you as being online. Yeah, my, my console is on the shop, which is not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. We should <laughs> abort. 
immediately <laughs> stay away. That's how I like in, in the two minutes that I was on here, I am spending $10 Sony on a right game. Right now, like somebody in the IT of Sony is probably like, Oh look, Ben and Fancer are online. Here we go. <laughs> and someone, someone in the matrix is at Nintendo. Like what the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Like, why are they over there? Why are they over there? <laughs> 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> Quick release something, <laughs> release Shin Megami. Now <laughs> bring them back to oh, us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. A console is uh like you were saying, dude, it's super good. There's some good games. Um and I don't know, they just never I don't know, man. It's it should have been a way it should have been a way better console, but Nintendo's uh 3DS is just just the king, dude. And I think Sony kinda like I remember reading an article that was like uh one of those head people at Sony was like, All right, like we can't beat this Nintendo handheld machine. So, like, just stop. And I know pe- people, like, this yeah. really dumb thing online, like, all right, people, I love the Vita, but, like, stop, like, trying to force a Vita 2. Like, it's, dude, the Switch is, like, rocking and rolling right now. Do you really think Sony would be dumb as hell? It'd be like, let's make a handheld console, like, with, like, yeah, exactly. Switches, like, years of, like, advanced time on them. Like, yeah, right, dude, they're not gonna, it would probably be, it'd be the same demise. Um yeah, I don't. I don't see you. Know, you you read stuff about like the potential that they're doing it. I mean, I've read the potential is higher that it'll be another phone, um, which like I I'm sorry, but like I'm at a point now where uh, I have you know a OnePlus phone that doubles as a, a perfectly acceptable handheld gaming device, and I wouldn't go out of my way to buy Sony just to have like Vita games on my nope. phone. So, like, I mean that Xperia. You know, remember they they made the the like the I PlayStation phone so bad, dude. and like. I wanted that thing so bad too, you know, to the point that like, even now, sometimes I look them up on eBay and I don't even know that, 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 that they're supported. Like, I mean, I know they have Wi-Fi and everything, but I don't know if you could still download games yeah. to it or not, but you know, like it, it, that thing was something that I wanted, but that was years and years and years ago. And it was when like phones were shitty. I mean, now like I can play Danganronpa or any final fantasy or dragon quest game directly on my phone. Why, you know, why bother getting a, a, a really, really expensive Sony phone just because it has a PlayStation atta- you know, attached to it? Like, I hope I they don't, don't do that because I just think that would be a failure. But um, I don't know. dude. I feel like if they ever did do something, maybe maybe some kind of app that is like like it'd be another remote play app, you know, like but even then, dude, that's not. Yeah. Until 5G is really, really everywhere, and then everyone's PS5 is, like, on a landline connection, like, I don't think it's going to be even worthwhile trying to push the remote play thing. Um, no, I agree. I, I don't see it being a viable option at all. Like, I just don't think... I can't, I can't see it, man. I really can't see the, the potential of, of Sony wanting to do a phone, but then you read like you read stuff where it looks like it's possible. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't want them to do another handheld because how many people, how many developers are they going to be able to bring over at this right. point? I mean, it's, dude, I would be, I, I would hate for them to, cause I know I'd be like, damn it. Now I got to figure out a way to like come across this money. <laughs> but, um, if yeah, they no did do it, I don't think it would sell well. No, I don't either. I just think the ship has sailed on that one. And, you know, uh, 
shit like Nintendo is kind of like the king of that department. I don't think there's any coming back right. from that. Especially now with the Switch being like hybrid, like it's just I don't know. Like Sony or Nintendo went all in on handhelds. So yeah, if anyone tries to make a handheld, they have to like be uh just a step that they're not gonna win and just roll with that. <laughs> Pretty much. So Well, dude, I think that's <clears throat> about it for the awesome console that is the Vita. Yeah, I think that uh, wraps us up for episode seven, too. And uh, we're going to be a little while. I guess our recording schedule is kind of a question mark-ish. Or are we... Yeah. Um, no, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess so we'll play it by I'm gonna re- We're recording this early, but I'm going to release it kind of in the same window. But uh, yeah, I have some, like, some work travel stuff coming up that's going to keep me out of out of recording uh, range or recording safe space. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> so. so maybe, uh, you know, maybe if we uh, go a week or two, maybe I'll release like a micro episode that no one wants to hear. Uh, we'll do like episode 7.5. Ben <laughs> talks to himself because he has no <laughs> friends except Phoenix. Um, but, uh, but as always, you can find us on uh, the social medias, with uh, Phoenix everywhere across the board, you're at Fartsy, P-H-A-R-T-S-Y. And uh, what is our, we're RPNCast on Twitter yeah, and Instagram. RPNCast. And then uh, I am at FlatCapGaming, IG, at uh, Instagram only, because uh, I am not allowed to Twitter. Reasons. So, uh, <laughs> reasons, always reasons. So I think that wraps us up for episode seven and we'll be back sometime in the future with episode eight. See ya.